Good morning. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you for always giving us opportunity to express God's word. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, this month, we've been talking about intimacy, and that's still what we're going to talk about today. Developing an intimacy with God. Amen. Last week, we shared about hanging out with God, and it's still part of developing an intimacy with God. Amen. Okay. I'm going to start by saying, let's look at the key words. Develop and intimacy. Those are the two key words there. It says to develop means to grow or cause to grow. Or become mature, advance, to become elaborate, to progress, to flourish, to blossom. That is what develop that is just the literary meaning of develop. And intimacy talks about close familiarity or friendship. Something like what the kind of intimacy that, can, um, that happens between a husband and a wife. So we're talking of a closeness, a familiarity, a togetherness, a rapport. That's what it is. So when we talk about developing an intimacy with God... We're actually talking about growing, growing in familiarity, growing in friendship, growing in togetherness, growing in fellowship with God. And the Lord will cause us to grow in the name of Jesus. Our anchor text is taken from Genesis chapter 5, 21 to 24. Genesis 5, 21 to 24. And I'll be reading from the Amplified Classic Version. Amen. That's our anchor scripture for today. It says, when Enoch was 65 years, Methuselah was born. Amplified, please, if you have it. Amplified, classified version. When Enoch was 65 years old, Methuselah was born. Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God after the birth of Methuselah, 300 years, and had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God, and he was not, for God took him home with him. Amen. Well, we can still get it from the ASV that was projected. Amen. So what can, what can we take notes from the scripture? Number one, you can start anytime. Age is no barrier. The Bible says Enoch was 65 years old when he began to walk with the Lord after Methuselah was born. That was when Enoch started walking with God. And it says, he con secondly, he continued in that habitual fellowship. That's how um, that version Amplified put it. Habitual fellowship. That means it continued, a habit. A habit. Last um, week, Dickin Tobey talked about consistency. said it continued in habitual fellowship for the next 300 years till he died at 365. And finally, his work was so special that God took him home and did not die like an ordinary man. My prayer is that the Lord will cause us to walk in a special way that will catch God's attention in Jesus' name. In the Old Testament, how many people were taken away? Maybe Enoch, Elijah and Moses. 
So his work with the Lord caused God to take him away and let's continue to work together. Amen. So, um, last week, yes, like I said, pastor spoke, spoke about hanging out with God. And that's, we talked about hanging out, working with God. Um, that's what it is. Now, why do we need to develop intimacy with God? Because we said that's what this month is all about. And I'm going to be taking it from the um, perspective of love. Because you need to know why you're doing something so that you can do it effectively. I will say it's because of love. Love is the greatest. Amen? That is what 1 Corinthians 13 tells us. And why do I say love? The Bible says in Romans 5.8, Romans 5.8, that God, even when we were sinners, God reached out to us in love. He said, for God, Romans um, 5, chapter 8, but God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so, if, God, if there's love that Jesus has exhibited, what are we expected to do? We're expected to return that love. And that is why intimacy comes up. I want us to do something. You know, as I was preparing this, I'm sure even well, before you, before you gave your life, let's think of, let's do an exercise. Let's close our eyes. And I'm going to be asking us some questions so that we can focus. Before you gave your life, if you have given your life, and if you have not, you give it today in Jesus' name. Can you think of anything that you asked God and God did for you? Or even if you did not ask God, a kind of act of love that God did for you. Even when you did not know Christ at all. Did, did God do something for you? Can you remember anything? Even when you were an unbeliever, can you? And after you gave your life, can you remember anything that God has done? Amen. There are many things that God has done for us. That is what it is. That even before we gave our life to Jesus, he has been expressing a love for us. I remember an incident, and it happened in my final year in university. Something happened, I think it was a relationship issue, and I was so down and downcast. I wasn't a believer there. And I think in my heart, I just said something to God. And I slept off. And by the time I woke up, I had such a huge peace that I really knew God touched that situation in my life. And so many other things I could think of. And so when we talk about intimacy with God, let's talk about it in terms of love. You know, people say love is reciprocal, true or false. If you love somebody and the person does not respond, will you be happy? You can't be. And so, that is why we're talking of developing, growing in intimacy with God. Amen? That is, is for us first. Two things is for us to show. If you have never received Jesus Christ before, it's for us to show our love in return because God loved us first. Amen? And, and he showed it. He showed us, he loved us, he showed us in love, he showed us in fellowship. God is the first person to extend his hand of fellowship to us. The Bible says that um, in the Garden of Eden, God will come in the cool of the day. Just to do what? To fellowship with mankind. My prayer is that that hand, 
that God has extended to us. If you have not accepted it, you will accept it in Jesus' name. The love of God over us will not be in vain in Jesus' name. Now, if you have accepted the love of God, God wants us to grow in our love for him. We've, and that is why we're saying, how do we or why do we need to develop and grow in intimacy with God? Love is not static. Amen? Love is not static. Look at, and we're going to be, I'm going to be using, because in Ephesians 5, the Bible, um, the Bible likens the relationship between a husband and a wife to the relationship of Jesus and the church. And so when we're saying intimacy, we know, you know when we talked about um, meaning of intimacy, we said like an intimacy with husband and wife. So we're going to be using that as an analogy to describe what God expects of us in our work, closeness, and intimacy with him. Amen. Now, I want us to consider a few things, about five things, when we're talking of developing our intimacy with God. The first and foremost is that before you can develop intimacy with anybody, there must be a relationship. Isn't it? It's a relationship that you grow to become intimate. And we learned last week that that relationship is a personal relationship. That means it's not about, I am a redeemer. I'm an Anglican. I'm a Foursquare. No. It's not about the number of years you have been in church. It's not the number of slangs, Christian slangs we know. It's about us starting a walk with the Lord. That means at some point in time, you will have an encounter with, you must have an encounter with the Lord. That is when your journey starts. Remember our anchor scripture said, Enoch was 65 years and he started walking with the Lord. So my prayer today is that if you have not yet started that walk, the Lord will cause you to start it in Jesus' name. It does not matter how long you have been in church. It does not matter who knows you or who does not know you. I remember the day I eventually gave my life to Christ. I remember that when they were making the altar call, there was um, one sister, one, a friend of mine that we went to secondary together. And the thing was telling him that, ah, you want Buki to see you. Ah, you want... But another voice, stronger than it, said, Ayo, is it Buki you have come to see or to get a connection with God? Because I had been saying, yes, I'll do it on my own, but I kept on going up, going down. But that day I said, no, I'm standing up for God today. And I give God all the praise that since that day, the Lord has been helping me. Amen. So it starts with that relationship. It's a personal journey. Amen. And the other things that I want us to consider is first, you know, we're saying something like, when I was talking about a personal um, um, journey, we said we're going to liken relationship between husband and wife. For instance, guys, you like a lady. You're going to her house all the time. You buy her gifts. You do, all, um, you do it. You, you, are, you, you have not even proposed to her. Will you call her your wife? No, she's not yet your wife. Or even if you have proposed to her and she has not answered, and even if she has answered and you have not married her, can you say that you're husband and wife? No. So there must be a definite time you will begin that journey. Now, a few things for us to consider in developing our intimacy with God. The first is that you must decide. 
you must decide. You must decide you want to grow in your depths. Because that's what we're talking about, developing your intimacy. You must decide you want to grow in your depths and your quality of work. It starts with the decision. Just like the decision you made when you gave your life to Christ, you must decide that, yes, you know, we talk, I mean, from last Sunday, we've been talking about it. It's not something that you're just going to say, um, I gave my life, I've come for altar call, and that is it. That's just a beginning. You, first, you must decide that you want to grow in your depth with the Lord. The second thing is you must back up that decision with action. Developing your intimacy with God, it growing, develop, grow, is a verb, it's an action word. After you decided you must act, you must be intentional. For instance, a man and a woman, when they marry, decisions are made. This, I mean, when we get married, they said it's um, for better, for worse, till death to us part. There are decisions you make as a person that I want this relationship to work. Someone was saying something about, you know, if you go into a marriage, without any decision or you make a decision that well let's see how it goes if it works if it doesn't work i can assure you that it won't work but that will not be our situation in jesus name so it's a decision that you must do and it's an act after you decided you must act what does it entail to develop your intimacy with god it's not by word of mouth in a relationship you just don't tell your spouse i love you uh, you know i love you now don't you know I'm sure you know. No, you must act that love. The person must know there are things you're going to do for the person to know you love him or her. Amen. And but with God, what are the things we need to do? You know, we said last week, first we must study the word of God. It cannot be it cannot be overemphasized. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. You cannot grow. God, you cannot grow with God if you don't know the word of God. There are many times some of us will come to church. And if the projector doesn't work, we don't have our Bible. Can you see a farmer going to, um, to the farm without his hoe? No. We must study the word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. In these end times, you need the word of God. All kinds of ideologies are going around. But I can assure you that the word of God that is today is the same that will be tomorrow and is the same that will be forever. And that is why you need the word of God. You must search the scriptures to know the truth. In social media, you hear all kinds of variations. In Acts 17, 11, they talked about the Berean Christians. It says that Acts 17, 11, said, and the people of Berea were open-minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scripture day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. If you don't have a Bible, how will you know if what the person is saying is, is true? We need to search ourselves. It's an action word. And we need to be doers of the word. There are times to tell people that, ah, don't you know this is what the word of God says? And it says, hey, I know, but ah, I beg. It doesn't. No, you can't grow. You know, in a relationship, we're talking of intimacy. Husband and wife are meant to be one. The husband is saying something, you are doing another thing. There's no agreement and it's not going to work. And same goes with God. We must be doers of the word. 
and it is that way that we're going to be blessed. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. We also talked about the fact, and actually it's praising God and worshiping God. We cannot un- overestimate that. Psalm 31 was said, I will bless David. That's David talking. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Husband, if you're a husband, if you're a wife, will you not compliment your spouse? Do you compliment your spouse? It won't work if you don't do all those things. Much more God. We must praise and give him the glory that belongs to him. And it says, pray without season. Prayers is talking to God about everything. When you are in an intimate relationship with somebody, by the time you see that person, it may be through chats, you just want to talk to that person about everything. And that's what growing intimacy with God. Prayer is talking to God about everything. Whether it's big stuff, small stuff, like now we're doing 30 days of Thanksgiving. I'm sure before you started, we started that you'd be wondering that just thanking God. We're just, um, we're already on day 13. And the many, many things that we've been thanking God for, you can see that God is worthy of our thanks. Amen. So we need to pray. Those are the things we need to act on. The third thing I want us to consider in developing our intimacy with God is intensity. When we say develop, it means grow. Intensity is we must grow. Love is not static. When you marry and in year one, the kind of love you have and understanding with one another is not the, ex- the one you expect to have as at year five, when you are five years in the marriage. Is that not so? You are growing in love, you are growing in understanding. Likewise, we grow our in- God expects your in- that, that you should grow and that it should not be static. Amen. God expects our fellowship with him to grow. Jesus grew. In Isaiah 9, 6, that's God's expectation. That's where I said, developing your intimacy with God. In Isaiah 9, 6a, he said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. That means that child grew to a son. And that's how God wants us to be. Also, in Luke 2, 52, he said, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and with man. Luke 2.52, God expects us to grow. God expects us to develop to be more intimate. That's God, what God expects for us. What are the other attributes of developing our relation, our intimacy with God? It needs to be constant. Your intimacy, our intimacy with God is not a one-off thing. Last week we talked about consistency. In our key scripture, we said Enoch walked with God till he was no more. That means we need to develop this intimacy in and out of season. When life happens to us, we stay on course. When it's good and rosy, we stay on the course. That is what it is. Because in, in marriage, I'm sure no matter how much you are so tight with your, with your spouse, there will be seasons that is probably not the, the person you want to see. There's not, you are not having a good time. But nevertheless, you don't quit. And that's what God expects of us. Our fellowship is meant to, you know, we're meant to continue and it's um, to, continue to, to continue to work with him. Even when we struggle, God understands. God doesn't want us to quit. Amen? He doesn't want you to give up. And we will not give up in Jesus' name. Finally, the other thing I want us to consider is that Developing our intimacy with God is a long-term view. It's a long-term view. You must have an end in mind. Amen. No plan B. You cannot say you love your spouse or you are in a 
and you still have other things or other people that are also as important to you, like her. No, it, it doesn't work that way. Much more about God. There's no plan B. As God has loved us with an everlasting love, so should our love and our fellowship be with him. Our fellowship is meant to continue to grow and grow till we see him in glory. Amen. We must have eternity in mind. We cannot quit. We cannot quit because it's too late. Amen. In Colossians um, 3.2, Colossians 3.2, NLT, the Bible says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Where are we going? Whatever, when we say developing, the intimacy you're talking about, it does not end here. It's not about church. It's not about anything. It's about you setting our affections above. Amen. And the Bible says that if we put our hands on the plow in Luke 9.62 and we look back, such a person is not fit for the kingdom. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. So what are the benefits of a deep intimacy with God? I'll just take a few because I want us to pray. Amen. You are a friend of God. Amen. The Bible says God spoke to Moses as a man will speak to his friend. When you are intimate with God, God treats you as his friend. When you are also intimate, it gives you boldness. Boldness to ask God about anything. Boldness to uh, um, have access to God. Is it not boldness that will make Abraham to say, eh, God told him, I'm going to Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy them. Ah, God, if there are 45 people, will you do it? 40, will you do it? 15, will you do it? It's because of that work. So God will give us that boldness as we grow in our intimacy with him in Jesus' name. And he also gives us access to classified information. The Bible says that God says he will not do anything unless he reveals it to his servants. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So, there are things we need to avoid so that as we are growing, because we are growing, amen? You are growing, amen? I am growing in the name of Jesus. I can't hear your amen. I am growing in my intimacy with God in Jesus' name. Are you growing in your intimacy with God? That's what God expects. Things to avoid. Sin. Sin will cut us off. Avoid sin like a plague. King Saul lost the throne because of sin. Secondly, unrepentant disobedience. We can miss it at times. But when we miss it, God expects us to come to him. Amen? And thirdly, taking God for granted. When your relationship and when a spouse starts taking the other for granted, that's the beginning of trouble. Much more God. Not acknowledging God for who he is. Having a finished God. I should be his God. God will pardon me. Let, me. let me still do what I need to do. It ought not to be. And the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So, we're going to just, um, I want us to just review this. Let's bow down our heads. Consider, we said that the first thing you need to do is a personal decision. I'm going to ask that is if there's anybody, because it's a decision in the house. If you want to begin that journey with the Lord today, it's an opportunity. The Lord is calling you. He said, God walked in the cool of the day to fellowship with mankind. In your 
in our states on repentance that God loved us. So if you have never given your life to Jesus and you want to give your life to Jesus, that means you want to surrender all. I want us to, if you are in the house, just raise your hand. Don't look at anybody. Don't consider how long they have been seeing you coming to church. It's a personal journey that you want to start today. If there's anybody in the house, can I see your hands raised up? Amen. Anybody in the house like that? Anybody online? If you are online, I want you to raise your hand as well. And tell God today, Lord, I surrender. I want to begin afresh. He said, Enoch, after 65 years, he started working with God. That needs to start for us. Amen. If there's nobody, the second altar call I want to make is, is there anybody in the house that desires to grow in intimacy with God? Can I see your hands? If you desire that I want to grow in my intimacy with God, I want to grow in my knowledge with God. If you desire, can, I, can, you, can you stand up on your feet as we pray? But if you don't desire to grow, you can, you can sit. But because when we say grow, there's no end. Whatever level you are, God wants you to. God is saying, come up higher. Come up higher. If you are, if you are someone that is praying one hour a day, you can pray two hours a day. If you are speaking in tongues for 30 minutes, you can't do more. God is saying, come up higher. I want us to just, I want us to begin to pray to God. And say, Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for your love. I believe all of us should desire to grow. I believe all of us should be on our feet. All of us should be on our feet. We are talking of developing in intimacy with God. It is not a start. Love is not starting. Say, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you because you are, the, you are God that first loved me and you are God that sent your word to me. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Secondly, the Bible says in Philippians 2.13 that God is the God working in you to give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So you're going to say, Father, please put your desire in me and empower me to please you and to grow in my fellowship with you. Father, put your desire in me. He said God is the one that causes us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Father, put your desire in me and empower me. Lord, I don't want to be at this level again. Whatever level you are, whether low, whether middle, whether high, God is saying, come up higher. Father, Lord, put that desire, the desire and the power to please you, to grow in my fellowship with you. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Bible says not by power, it's not by might. So again, say, Father, help me, Lord. I have no power of my own. Anywhere I'm struggling, tell God, wherever you're struggling, are you struggling with the word? Are you struggling with your prayer life? Are you struggling in praise? Are you struggling in any area? Father, any area I'm struggling, Father, help me. Father, help me. I surrender, oh Lord. You know where you are struggling. You know where you want to, where you want to do better for God. Father, help me, oh God. Father, help me, oh God. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. And finally, again, say, Father, separate me from everything that is hindering my love and my intimacy with you. For Judas, his character was money. He was stealing. While others were growing in fellowship, he was stealing. 
for, for, for the wife of King David, it was that position of being queen. David was dancing unto God and she was despising him. You're going to say, Father, whatever it is, that song says, I put you in front, in front of my melodies, in front of my trophies, in front, oh God, of my issues. Whatever it is, that is a hinder, that's an obstacle. Father, I bring it to you this morning. Father, Lord, separate it, oh God. Separate me from those obstacles. Father, we thank you. I want to start thanking God now. Let's thank God. Let's thank God. Let's give him praise. Father, we thank you. We'll bless your name. You're God that hears and you're God that answers. Take all the glory. Father, whatever we, whatever level that we are, Lord, Father, we're saying thank you for all that we have spoken into your ears. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And so our Lord and our Father, we just thank you. We bless your name and we give you praise. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you because while we're yet sinners, you loved us and you drew us unto yourself. Father, take all the glory in Jesus' name. Our Lord and our Father, Jesus said, you and me and you were one. As Jesus was one with God, Father, let us be one with you in Jesus' name. Whatever it is that is, that is making us to lose focus, today we bring them to this altar. We say, separate us in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for help. Help Almighty God. Help to desire to please you. Help to, for your power, power from an eye to please you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, King of glory. Blessed be your name. As we have spoken in your ears, so shall you do. Take all the glory and praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.